Hello, family and friends. Thank you for joining our corporate family prayer through We Are Family Prayer Line. This is Eleanor Roden. Family, I want to take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, may the Holy Spirit bless this episode to be encouraging and to successfully help us grow into the correct understanding according to rightfully dividing the word of truth. I pray the scriptures use, show us the truth, expose our rebellion, and correct our mistakes to train us to live God's way. Help us, Lord, to learn and live your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, I told you in the last episode that I needed to do a part two for silence is what makes you complicit, America. Not at that time understanding why, but to God be the glory. I now understand in looking at the current events in America, why it's necessary for us to continue to pray for believers to not be silent with all of the wrongdoing that we are experiencing, whether directly or indirectly in America. I resonated with Apostle Paul's awareness of the pressures upon the Colossians. Paul was aware of the pressures in Colossae as an attempt to make the believers turn away from the faith based upon the false teachings. I compare that to today. It's easy to see the proclamation of the gospel being twisted because one can't see the love of Christ in the affairs of America. Many view Trumpism as a cult following. I can't blame this all on Trump since the ills of society aren't new. They have just crescendoed into what we see now. Through a spiritual lens of 2020, it's not just about politics now. We are way beyond that. It's about revival. It's about restoration. And it's about an awareness of the time, of the importance that we all need to be about our Heavenly Father's business. And that's why we can't stay silent. So family and inquiring minds that are looking for some rationale or some understanding or encouragement during these times, I say, let's look at Christ. When the scribe, who is a political figure that sits on the council of the Sanhedrin, asks Christ to name the most important commandment, Christ responded in verse 29 through 31 with, quote, The most important one, answered Jesus, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. 
there is no commandment greater than these, end of quote. Hallelujah. So family and inquiring minds, my response to silence is to focus on the love that Christ speaks of to the scribe. So where's the love, America? When did we see good, America? When did we see justice, America? When did we see equity, America? Hmm. Please consider these questions and allow me to share my answers with you now. My answers began through the study on justice. Micah 6.8 reminded us that God has defined what is good and that the Lord requires us to act justly through the love of mercy, which requires us to walk humbly with God. I believe we witnessed the love of mercy and justice when John McCain left his sickbed in July 2017 to make his humble walk with God in the famous thumbs down vote to say no to repealing Obamacare, which is called the Affordable Care Act. The ACA provides health coverage for young adults living at home, enabling them to remain on their parents' insurance and thus providing them with health coverage. The ACA also provides for pre-existing conditions, which most insurance companies aren't required to do, and they don't do. Remember, mercy means compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone when it is within one's power to punish or harm. The truth is, 49 senators had no mercy upon the need of millions to have insurance and insurance that allows for the same ACA features. But hallelujah, 51 senators had mercy, which maintains the ACA availability to ones in need. I believe the Black Lives Matter movement protests during the summer of 2020 showed love of mercy and desired justice for the murder of George Floyd and the realization of systemic racism and that Black lives do matter. According to a New York Times headline entitled, Black Lives Matter may be the largest movement in U.S. history. The headline was from July 3rd, 2020. The article stated this basis upon polls that determined 15 to 26 million people participated in demonstrations in the weeks following the death of George Floyd, according to Civics Analytics, a data science firm. My friend, Reverend Mary Alice Parker suggests Cindy McCain, the widow of John McCain, showed love of country over party by supporting Joe Biden during the Democratic National Convention. An example of love is also, I feel, viewed 
through Billy Graham's granddaughter, Jerusha Duford, when she broke from other evangelicals like her uncle, Franklin Graham, to vote for Biden. She and others called themselves pro-life evangelicals for Biden and supported a group called Vote for the Common Good. This group's slogan was, quote, I will vote faith, hope, and love, end of quote. Jerusha Duford recognized Biden's offered accessible health services for all citizens, affordable child care, a minimum wage that lifts workers out of poverty, which provides a better quality of life. Thank you, Jesus, for the ability to see that love does exist in America. Thank you, Jesus. Family, we know we are in a fixed fight. John 16, 33, King James Version, Jesus encourages us with these words. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah, family. That's why I got rid of crazy and encourage you to do the same. We need to love. We need to be merciful. And we need to demand justice towards one another, not just ourselves and our loved ones. We must be mindful of this to be equipped for the times ahead. While it will be a new year, we will have to respond to the social, economic, and general upheaval of civility that is ahead of us. This will not be the time to be distressed. Rather, view it through spiritual lenses as the Lord equips us and provides us for the opportunity to win souls through real love, unconditional love. Hallelujah. Let the revival grow. If I looked at what was good, I must now look at the other side of the coin to see what is not love, what is not merciful, what is not justice, and what is not equitable. The theater of an unsigned COVID bill through the pretense that the hurting should get more money was not merciful. It only compounded the angst of millions who are unemployed because of COVID and are on the brink of becoming homeless. It even delays what was offered through the COVID bill. This stage theater was another distraction for the real reality that if Trump had wanted people to have more money, the puppets would have voted for it the first time. Instead, Trump was golfing. I must also include the lack of mercy, justice, and equity over Senator McConnell's acknowledgement that he has chosen not to bring 395 bills before the Senate. Have mercy, God. So how should we respond to such a time as this? Family, look to the word of God. Show love, be love, and remember that meekness is controlled power. 
pray that the Lord refines us and opens the eyes of the lost. Praise God for the witness of believers that have taken to social media, which shows all people aren't silent to the wrongdoing. The sleeping giant, the church, is awakening and that the body of Christ, his church, is reaching out through individuals via prayer lines, Facebook Live, Instagram, Twitter, podcasts, hallelujah, and YouTube stations to proclaim the promises of the gospel. Family, in an effort to not be silent. Be mindful of Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 17, that tells us to watch out for false prophets because they are in sheep's clothing and inwardly they are ferocious wolves. We will know them by their fruit because every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Paul pointed out in the book of Colossians that believers must be steadfast because the true nature of life in Christ is Christ's ability to create a new humanity. Thank you, Lord. And so, Georgia, we pray that you vote like never before. Politics cannot overtake love of your fellow man and love of our country. One nation undivided. That's why the Senate majority must change. And that's why I'm going to pray from the book of Colossians, since the scriptures will never return void. So Lord, I just invite you into this situation and pray Colossians from my heart. Heavenly Father, we praise you for giving us your word. We thank you for the book of Colossians and every book of the Bible. We thank you, Lord, for the encouragement that it gives us to not cease to pray for one another and the desire that we be filled with the knowledge of your will. Help us, Lord, to have all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we may walk worthy of you and to be fruitful in every good work as we increase in the knowledge of God. Strengthen us, Lord, that we may be as you would have us to be, that no matter what happens, we will always have the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Heavenly Father, please use us, Lord, to not be silent, but forever proclaiming the love, mercy, justice, and equity for all. For we are all one in Jesus. Revive us to change us, to be about your will. Let your focus, Lord, become our focus. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, family, for listening to another We Are Family prayer line. Until next time, goodbye.